and thanks for joining us. I'm Erica. I'm Veronica. And this is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast, where we are bringing back context and adding color to the black and white pages of the text. Yes. We are two sisters who love the Bible. We love our Lord, and we are trying to honor him and get other people excited to study his word and dive in deep with us. Because so much is changing right now, but God's word is eternal. Yes. And it is a sure foundation and can give us peace and hope. The more I learn about the Bible, the more secure I feel. That is true. That is true. And stable. Mm -hmm. Because I see other people go through hard times. Right. In scripture and go, oh, God was there. Right. God carried them through. And God's word means so much more than I thought. Mm -hmm. And it makes God so much bigger. That gives me hope. Mm Mm-hmm. And courage. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm jumping in as joining us. older sister and going, it's season three. All right. Episode, episode four, four of our short summer, summer set, set. <laughs> series. Yes. S S S S. Yes. But go for it, Eric. All right. <laughs> like taking candy from a baby. Break a leg. On the tip of my tongue. Through thick and thin. Penny for your thoughts. Under the weather. Raining cats and dogs. The ball is in your court. Kick the bucket. Oh, good one. Uh, spill the beans. Tickle me to death. Uh, once in a blue moon. Color me red. Uh, I'm out of my... I'm Googling it. Erica's going off the top of her head. I love idioms. <laughs> yes. So, what do all those have in common? <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Um, and share more, please, yes. in the oh, comments. I love idioms. Go down in flames. Oh, yeah. Come rain or shine. Yep. Take it with a pinch of salt. Oh, yep. It's the best thing since sliced bread. Yes. I'm Googling. Erica was just, uh, you can say that again. Oh, that's an idiom? Yeah, I guess Interesting. so. Interesting. It's true. Huh. Uh, see eye to eye. Oh, yep. Jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Hit the sack. <laughs> yeah. Beat around the bush. Like falling off a log? Yeah. As easy as falling off a log? Yeah. So what do those have in common, or what do those have to do with our podcast today, (laughs) Well, Veronica, that's a great question. Those are all idioms. Yes. And what are idioms, Veronica? That's why you Googled it. So you could look up the actual definition. An idiom. A characteristic mode of expression or music and art is not a good definition. (laughs) That is not a good definition. Uh, A group of words established by usage... As having a meaning, here you go, not deducible from those of the individual words. That's true. Like raining cats and dogs. Because yes. you would say cats and dogs and rain. Don't go together. Don't go together. And it doesn't rain. Cats and dogs Literal. don't fall out of the sky. Right. But there's a meaning right. behind those individual words. Right. That is understood in our culture. Right. Probably not in other cultures. Right. That that would be... F- I would love to hear other cultural yes. idioms. If you could please... Jump on our Facebook please group. Please share some with me. Please. I would love to hear them. You can Google those too, Air. But they won't make that. any sense. They won't make... No. So you could... Yeah. So you have to give us the idiom and the explanation. Right. What, what's or it if mean? you've, you're an American and you've traveled to other countries. Yeah. And you know some. You know some. Yeah. But... What we're trying to do is just like we have idioms. Right. I think I'm taking over and you're supposed to be leading the discussion. I don't think so. Yes, it's episode four. Go for it. (laughs) Um, Just like we have idioms in our culture that we understand that show up in our own writing and our own communication. Right. There are actually idioms. Right. In scripture. Yes. Did you realize that? You're probably going to see them 
and not realize right. you're seeing an idiom. Right. So, Erica, do you want to start with an easy, less controversial one? Um, good eye, evil eye. <laughs> yes, thank yes. you for giving me the easy one. Um, and we will have to look up. We both realize we don't have the exact passage. But in Proverbs, there yes. is a verse that talks about a good eye being, and essentially a good eye is someone who's generous yes. and gives to the poor. And then it comes across as a wicked eye in Proverbs is someone who is stingy, selfish, greedy. It's kind of like a, an evil eye sees only themselves and their needs. Ha, huh, I was right. Proverbs 22 verse 9. That's the evil eye, right? I said that to Erica before. Let me look it up in the Bible now. Okay. Um, Proverbs 22 verse 9 is one of them. But the other one's in a different place. Uh, and the, the good eye is someone who sees other people in their need and helps. And so the rabbis went, oh, good eye, evil eye. And that became idioms for a stingy person, selfish person. And so Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, uses that idiom, chapter 6. At the end of chapter 6 says, if your eye is mm -hmm. good, then your whole body will be filled with light. In other words, if you're a generous person who shares and gives, God's light will shine through you to other people. But if your eye is bad, it will be filled of darkness. Mm -hmm. And if the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So if you're stingy and greedy and only seeing yourself, God's light won't shine through you. So those are idioms. And people have wondered throughout the centuries, what did Jesus mean by good eye? And there's some wacko yeah like third eyes yes and very new agey feeling yes some but, wacko interpretations but it was an idiom mm -hmm. it was a simple idiom that he was using mm -hmm. and you won't necessarily if you go to proverbs 22 verse 9 it often is translated a generous person thank you yes that's right because that's don't what it understand means. that's what right. it means but if you go to the original right it's and a good so eye. Look at different translations. Yeah. Go to Google or wherever you your Bible, Bible app. Bible Gateway. Yep. Bible Gateway, your Bible app. Mm -hmm. Because you will see some of them, or they'll have the little dots or the subscripts. That yep. Tells you. Yeah. That it says literally a good eye. Right. All right, Veronica, that's the easy one. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I know. You get the little bit harder one. The harder one is Matthew 5. Um, I, didn't, I think it's 17. Yes. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophet. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And now we're stepping on toes. Right. So we're stick gonna, with us. Yes. We're going to really quickly, without getting into too much extra commentary, explain that abolish and fulfill are actually idioms mm -hmm. used by the sages. The rabbis, the, the rabbis. early version of the rabbis. In the second temple period, and I'm reading. So the time of Jesus yep. and the Bible, New Testament. In the sense of to abolish means to cancel or fulfill the Torah through misinterpretation. Right. It's not getting rid of it. You are abolishing the scriptures when you misinterpret them. Because if you misinterpret it, then people won't obey it. And therefore, it's like you've abolished it. You've done away with it because people aren't obeying it. So to fulfill it means to correctly interpret right. the scriptures. It upholds, it establishes it. Right. And it leads it to proper conduct that sanctifies the name of God. Can you put... Let me put my little asterisk. This is all Dwight Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give credit where credit is due. Right. Can you put that in... 
put the conversation Jesus could be having in today's vernacular. Veronica, the Sermon you... on the Mount is essentially Jesus coming along and saying, here's how to live as representatives right. of my kingdom. Right. Here are things you're going to do. And be like and act. Mm-hmm. And so somebody could have come along and said, Jesus, you're canceling the Torah, the law. You're teaching people not to obey it. So you're acting like it's done away with. You know, you're honoring the Sabbath. If you tell people it's okay to work on the Sabbath... Right. Then you've canceled the Sabbath. You've abolished it. So what is Jesus' response to that, Veronica? What does he say cool. essentially in that? He's essentially saying, Do you want my don't. Bible? No, I grabbed I pulled it up on my phone. I assure you, Jesus says, don't assume I've come to abolish, to do away with it, to right. misinterpret it. Right. For I assure you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or one stroke of the letter will pass from the law until things are accomplished, accomplished until they're interpreted correctly, until they're done. They're fulfilled. Till they're fulfilled. And even in fulfilling, Jesus dying on the cross hasn't fulfilled it because his kingdom is not ruling and reigning right. everywhere yet. Right. Because, and this makes sense because he goes on to say, you always got to keep scripture in context. Right. Context. He's saying... Don't abolish your, your don't abolish the scripture. Don't misinterpret it because verse nineteen says, "Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments, right, and right. teaches others to do the same, will be called least right. in the kingdom of heaven." Right. So he's going on saying, "Look, be careful how you interpret. Be careful how you teach. Be careful of right. what you encourage people to do, because you can get people to abol you can get people to disobey, mm -hmm. and in essence, then you've canceled God's law, mm -hmm. God's commands." Mm -hmm. And so. It, it comes back to here's how Jesus's disciples, here's how right. the representatives of God's kingdom look. And mm -hmm. then he goes on and goes, you've heard that it was said. Right. Eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, don't resist an evil person. Right. Love your neighbor, hate your enemies. But I tell right. you, love your enemies. Right. He goes on, you know, when you're praying, when you're right. doing these things. Right. Right. Go, here's how you need to look. He's always taking it to the next level. Right. It's not just rules. Do's and don'ts. Right. Getting to the heart of it. Right. Because if you can pray for your enemy. Right. It's really hard to hate them. That is so true. You know? That is so true. So, abolish and fulfill. It's an idiom. It means misinterpret. Or interpret correct. Abolish means misinterpret. Right. Fulfill means interpret it correctly. Right. So. So Jesus was saying, I'm interpreting scripture correctly. Yes. I'm giving you, I'm putting it on a sure foundation. I'm giving yes. you what it means, mm -hmm. what God wants you to do, how he wants you to live. And then he goes on to interpret scripture. Right. That's what the this whole is next, what it means. yes, right. don't judge. But when you judge, right. look at yourself first. Right. When you pray, don't keep on babbling. Right. Right. So be, when you fast, he goes on and just boom, 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 boom. Here's what he's expecting of us. Right. So he's showing them, I'm interpreting scripture right. correctly. And scripture right. would be his Old Testament. Right. Right. He's not add, he's adding and expanding right. on here's what you're supposed to do. Right. So let's move on to a little bit more fun. <laughs> okay. Um, also in scripture, you see idioms, but you also see exaggerations right do you have an example i'll start with an easier example okay uh if your eye causes you to sin oh 
gouge it out. We're still sticking in the Sermon on the Mount. Right. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. I was in a Bible study once teaching this, and this sweet lady went, are you sure that's an exaggeration? I always wondered if I was supposed to do that. It's like, oh. I'd only have a nose left. Right, seriously. Seriously. We'd look like pirates. Yes, because I'd be missing legs. Yep, arms, ears. Yes, mouth. A mouth for sure. Yep. Eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we can go, yeah, Jesus doesn't literally mean. Right. Cut off your hand, pluck out your eye. And his listeners, would they have understood that, Veronica? The, yes, they would have. How would they have known? It would have been a common teaching technique that all the rabbis used of exaggeration. You know, it is easier for a rich person to go through the eye of a needle oh, right. than to enter the kingdom of heaven. You right. really cannot shove a person <laughs> through an eye of a needle. Or a camel. Or a camel. So... With that, Erica, do you have a different one, though, that might be a little bit more? Um, yeah, love and hate. Um, and now the passage has gone out of my mind. Um, it's the one where he's talking about yep. anyone who does not love, anyone who does not hate his father or yes. mother. Ah, it just went out of my mind. But it's the passage where Jesus is. Luke 14, 26. Can you read it? Yes. If anyone comes to me and does not hate Thank father you. or mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Right. I think first we need to ask, it, Jesus says right there to hate your family, but God tells us elsewhere to honor our parents yes. and to love. And even in the, in the New Testament, mm-hmm. Paul says, husbands, love your wives mm-hmm. you know, more than your own bodies. Mm-hmm. And so obviously... Jesus can't be saying the opposite Correct. of what his father said or what the rest of scripture says. So we're missing something there. Yes. And what we're missing, again, is exaggeration. Mm-hmm. In the Hebrew culture that time, the idea of hate carried more. The, it could be the idea of hate, detest, but it also could carry the idea of loving less. Like second Second, yes. And I think that I love this first. Right. I love this second. Right. And I think that's what Jesus is referencing here. Who -hmm. do we need to love first? God. Mm -hmm. And who do we need to love less? Mm -hmm. Our family. Mm -hmm. Our kids. Mm -hmm. Even our own lives. Mm -hmm. So that should God one day call us to sacrifice our lives. Right. Or even our family to go through sacrifices for him mm-hmm. we're willing to do it because mm-hmm. he is our first love so it's not a a hate and i detest my parents i detest my spouse my children my body or make it a little bit easier food there's certain foods you love right and there's certain foods you like you love them less i'm willing you know right i'm willing to give up uh, i would give up bread <laughs> i would oh. give up erica Winnet. that's why i said it i, love I would easily bread. give up bread it's a lot harder to give up peach rings and gummy bears. <laughs> I would give those up. I wouldn't. Hot tamales. Oh, if you were to put chalk in there, <laughs> no. then I would be struggling. So we all have that. We have things I love, and this one's really hard right. to give up. Right, yeah. But I could, easy, yeah, I could easily give up drinking milk. I'm not a milk drinker. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, like or soda, or pop, or coffee, right. or tea. Right. We all have those foods we love. And those foods we love less. We like them. Right. We enjoy them, but they're not my favorites. I could give them up. That's more of where you feel that favorite, favorite, 
favorite food. That's supposed to be God. That's supposed to be God. And then <laughs> your <favorite>. family right. <laughs> comes more with, ah. Right, right. You know, down a ways. Yeah. So if God says confront the one you love yes. because they're in sin or you need to let your child go and be a missionary right. and right. let them live their life overseas mm-hmm. or you need to move your mm-hmm. kids from a school they love because I'm calling your family right. here. Right. You need to put God above everything else. Yes. yes. So that would be another... That would be another one. Like an exaggeration, an idiom. But the way we know this is because the Jewish writings outside of Scripture use these same idioms and use these same techniques. Right. They use exaggeration. They use good eye, evil eye, love, hate like Mm -hmm. this, abolish and fulfill. Mm -hmm. And so we're able to see, oh, this is what they mean over here. And by placing Jesus back Mm -hmm. into that culture and that context, we can go, oh, that's what Jesus meant. Because if Jesus didn't mean abolish that way, well, all his listeners would have understood it that right, way. Right, right. So he would have had to re-explain. And even with that, he couldn't have been the Messiah yes. upholding the Torah, yes. God's word, God's commands to the people if he's saying, hey, get rid of it. Amen. Because that would have right away negated him right. as the Messiah. Right. So, little side note. But the idea, what we're trying to do is go, there's more in Scripture. Right. What we've been doing this summer is going, hey, there's some more there. That we're trying to whet your appetite and go, maybe you haven't considered this. Maybe right. you are that Bible nerd who's reading all the commentaries. Right. But you're sticking with the traditional safe yeah. views. And we're yeah. going, There's a, if you start to go to the culture, go to what the... What would be a book, Veronica, they could... Um... How about instead of books, authors? Lois Tverberg. Uh, Brad Young. Brad Young. Lois Tverberg. Uh, First Fruits of Zion. First Fruits of Zion. Dwight Pryor. Dwight who Pryor. I referenced. He has an amazing Loved study. Dwight Pryor. Called Behold the Man. Behold the Man. Discovering the Hebrew, our Hebrew Lord, the historical Jesus of Nazareth. But we're trying to expand your repertoire. Our hope is to get you excited. Yes. So you actually go, oh, I want to pick up that book. Right. Oh, I want to do that study. Mm-hmm. That's what we're hoping. Yes. That's our goal. So that was our goal for this summer of going, right. hey, let's give you your own resources. Right. So you can start digging on your own. But right. in order to want to pick up those resources, you need to go, there might be something there I can... Right. Is it worth it? Are yes. they worthwhile? And yes, they are worthwhile. Because yes. look at what we've been able to bring out and mm-hmm. see and go, oh, look how brilliant Jesus was. Look how much you add to one right. conversation. And also, I think a lot of times we read through the Gospels and because Jesus doesn't make sense, it's hard to connect to him. Yes. It's hard to picture him as really living, breathing. And once he begins to make sense, it's easier to picture him as a real person. Mm-hmm. And it makes him come to life. Mm-hmm. And that's we want to do that for you. We want to place the Bible on a sure footing. Because there are yep. critics out there who will try to destroy your faith and the Bible. And we want you to know they're not mistakes. Right. These are Well, and you can take words. a verse like, hey, your family. Yes. Completely out of context yes. and go, hey, look, you're supposed to do this. Yeah. and Your God says this. That's mm-hmm. horrible. Or you can use this as an excuse to walk away from family. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it can be wrongly used, misinterpreted. Yes. yes. And so we're trying to help you go, okay, let's keep yep. it. Keep it in those safe boundaries. Keep it boundaries. in the boundary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The context that it really mm-hmm. meant. 
Because you can't always explain what Jesus meant today until you understood what he said yesterday. Correct. In the culture in which he lived, then you can bring it forward and go, okay, if Jesus said this then, mm -hmm. what would he say today? Right. And he would say, serve your family. Love yes. God more, mm -hmm. but serve your family. Because mm -hmm. so. he gave them to you as a gift. He did. And a blessing. That's right. Mother, you are a blessing <laughs> and we love you. Yes. So, Father, you are too. <laughs> and Jenna. I know. Erica, you're I'm going to get myself in trouble. I know. I love my family. I'm very thankful. Yes. And she loves her children and her husband. I do. Yes. But thanks for joining us. This is the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We won't be back until the first week, the first Monday in August. Lord willing, with a special guest Maybe. teacher. He Lord might. willing. Yes. But we're going to keep that quiet. Yes. Erica's got to do some bribing on her end. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got time. Yes. All right. But thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. <laughs>